Hello and welcome you're watching Be the People I'm Rishika Barua Custody battles in India and abroad largely remain about the divorce about the mother versus the father seeking the custody of their child or children but what about the children Divorce and custody battles often murky with children caught in the middle of a legal often a psychological battle between the two parents Do we really have an institutional mechanism do we have any support system for children a safe space where they can perhaps just speak their mind without fear or favor The short answer to that question unfortunately is no. Today on We the People we talk about uh the custody battles in India but we talk to stakeholders. We'll be joined by mothers, fathers, children who who are either undergoing legal battles or have been through several of these in the past. What really happens in these cases? What is the kind of protection mechanism for children who are caught in the middle? all of that is what we're going to talk about and be the people today something that's seldom really spoken of before i introduce the stakeholders into the conversation let's just talk to our viewers about what the law says so personal laws and custody are different from the guardian and ward act of 1890 courts are the final arbitrators on the matter the best interest of the child is what is made priority by a court of law legal custody is different from physical custody legal custody entitles parent to take decisions in the child's life legal custody doesn't necessarily always mean that the child physically actually lives with the parent the opinion of a child who is over 9 years of age will be considered in a court of law but a non custodial parent can get visitation rights access rights etc interestingly the supreme court has also said that unwed mothers don't necessarily have to take any kind of consent from the biological father in fact they don't even have to inform or reveal the identity of the child to the biological father this of course is in the case of unwed mothers further personal laws in india are different so hindu law on custody says that children below the age of 5 by virtue of being under 5 go directly to the mother children above the age of 9 may be asked their preference by court the muslim law says that the custody of children below the age of 7 by default goes to the mother and after 7 the father interestingly becomes the natural guardian the christian law says that parents must prove to be capable of providing welfare the court may choose to deny custody to both parents custody laws abroad comparatively if you look at the us or you look at canada or you look at uk say equal parental rights should be given two children upon the separation of their parents it's a 50-50 joint custody that is ideally the case over uh, a child's life unless of course the court of law in these cases decides otherwise so like i said the focus today is on what happens to children what about their welfare what about their psychological welfare and uh, most importantly what is the institutional mechanism what is the support system for these children in the case that their biological parents are fighting for their custody we have with us in the studio mr amod kant he is the founder general secretary of prayas he is also somebody who's been uh, at the forefront of dcpcr forming dcpcr uh, he's been at the helm of affairs as far as the police is concerned as well thank you very much i appreciate you for being with us in the studio we have abha singh advocate and social activist joining us we have uh, malvika rajkotia she's an advocate with the supreme court and uh, we have dr roma she's a school counselor and also a psychologist with the gangaram hospital thank you very much all of you for being with us i also want to introduce and personally thank members of the audience today many people in the audience today are actually stakeholders as far as this story is concerned uh, they are parents who are fighting custody battles or uh, their children who have actually been through it so i want to begin by talking to the stakeholders 
And, uh, you know, we have a woman with us in the audience. She doesn't want to be named. She doesn't want to reveal her identity. She comes from a village in Uttar Pradesh, and she's currently... She has two children, and she's been fighting a custody battle for the last 10 years. So let's hear from her. First, I would like to ask you, you are with us, you are connected to the audience. You are fighting a divorce case. Tell us about your case. Yes, डिवोर्स को केस लड़ रही हैं और आपके दो बच्चे हाँ दो बच्चे हैं और क्या क्या दिक्कत है अभी आपके केस में क्या हो रहा है कुछ हमें बताएंगे अभी तो कुछ नहीं हो रहा है खाली बस अभी तारीख है और वतन बयान वगैरह ये सारी चीजें होती और आपके बच्चे बच्चे तो एक हॉस्टल में हैं और एक फिरियास में हैं इस अभी तो प्रयास की मतलब सपोर्ट है इस वजह से प्रयास एनजीओ है जो आपको सपोर्ट कर रहा है और आपने अपने पति से मतलब वो बच्चों की कस्टडी मांग रहे हैं आपसे या आप आपको आर्थिक मदद करने के लिए तैयार हैं उस उसके बारे में कुछ बताइए नहीं वो मदद करने को तैयार नहीं है लेकिन हमने कोर्ट में मतलब बच्चों के लिए एटलीस्ट आर्थिक मदद करें आप वो क्या कह रहे हैं अभी तो कुछ नहीं कह रहे हैं कुछ देना नहीं चाह रहे हैं और बच्चों के बारे में क्या कह रहे हैं उन्हें बच्चों से कुछ मतलब लेना है वो चाहते ही नहीं है मतलब नहीं कस्टडी नहीं चाहते बच्चों की और आप कैसे मैनेज करोगे आपके दो बच्चे हैं एक लड़की एक लड़का उनके लिए मतलब कैसे मैनेज करोगे आगे आपने कुछ सोचा है कुछ प्लान बनाया कुछ नहीं मैंने यही प्लान बनाया कि जब है जल्द प्रयास मुझे अब मदद कर रहा हो तो मैं नहीं नौकरी कर रहे हैं पैसे जोड़ेंगे आगे और बच्चों को पढ़ाई कराएंगे। So this is the flip side in a certain sense of of the way custody battles often pan out. Ms. Ramat Khan, do you want to just elaborate on this? I mean, she's associated with your NGO. You're essentially providing her with employment. You supported one of her kids to to go to boarding school and you're taking care of her family. But you know what often happens in such cases because this is an odd case where the father doesn't want the custody. He's in fact denied custody, denied giving any money for support. How do how do this how does this anecdotally play out on the ground? What happens to such children? No, but then I think her story when she talked about. Some kind of uh, kharcha. Kharcha means that uh, it is under 100, 125 CRPC. Hmm. Under section 125 CRPC, uh, you know, uh, the woman can ask for some kind of uh, compensation hmm. or she can maintenance, which is called maintenance. Hmm. Even the elders can get, hmm. anybody in the family can get and the child must get it. Hmm. So she is fighting this battle in Badaun. Hmm. So let us not think that her husband is nowhere in the picture. Hmm. Of the, course, he's in the picture, but he's, he's denying. He's correct. denying the children. He is not. He is the not maintenance and etc. Yeah. He is not taking the responsibility of the children. He is being very clever, actually. Hmm. He is not taking responsibility of the children. He hmm. has left this woman to herself. Hmm. She is left in total lurch along hmm. with two children. Hmm. If an organisation like Prayas doesn't help her, hmm. imagine her plight. Hmm. Now, but then he is not uh, missing any opportunity to create problem. Hmm. So that is uh, the so position. So he is exonerating himself of any association. So this correct, is one thing correct. that. And how, how long do cases typically just go on? I think it can go on because you know, uh, you see, my ex my experience comes from three directions. Number one, that I must have dealt I do not know how many thousands of cases hmm. uh, while I'm in mean Delhi Police or DG Police hmm. or Farnachar Pradesh, Goa, hmm. all over. Hmm. And I have seen that uh, this is one of the biggest activities that police is supposed to do. Hmm. I hope you are clear that uh, Delhi Police created 
the first ever crime against women cell mm. in Delhi police. No, but you know, sir, once again, I just want to stop you there because, like I said, this is not a show where we're talking about what happens with the women. That's a whole different issue altogether. What is the institutional support for children? No, that is if where... If you hadn't stepped in, if your organization hadn't stepped in to help her and her children, what would happen? No, through this program, I would like to tell that there are three different types of people who are supposed to take care of children or take care of anybody who is in need, the woman inclusive, I would say. Hmm. Now, there, you know, uh, the matter comes to police most of the time hmm. and the police should intervene because they do only counselling and don't support, number one. Okay. Secondly, the matter goes to court because the court ultimately decides about the custody yes. without actually knowing what's going wrong, what's sure. happening where. Okay. So in the court, there should be intervention of voluntary organisations like Prayas who yes. can present the case yes. and inform the court what is happening. Right. And of course, uh, society at large, as you understand very well, hmm. they are not being provided. Domestic Violence Act, okay. that also comes in picture. Okay. And variety of laws concerning uh, the marriage and divorce, they come in picture as you have already... But like have, I said, that again brings me back to the reason by doing this show, what about the children? What is the legal protection that came to children? Before I get legal experts into the conversation, I want to quickly go across. We have a gentleman joining us on the phone line. He's a father who's fighting a custody battle. He doesn't wish his identity to be revealed, so we will respect that. He's joining us on the phone line. Uh, so if you can hear me, can you tell us a little bit about what is your case and what is going on right now? You're fighting for the custody of two children, if I'm not wrong. No, madam. My custody is got I have three children. Okay. Two girls and one custody Okay. Mutual consent से तलाक हुआ था, लेकिन problem है क्या कि एक जो बच्ची है मेरी second वाली वो जहाँ हम रहते हैं वहाँ अच्छे school में हम उसको पढ़ा रहे थे, लेकिन mother type से mother side से disturbance हो रहा था. She had visiting right once in a month, बस. लेकिन वो phone से disturb करती है बात करने पे, उसके बाद मैंने उसको shift किया यहाँ से दूसरे boarding school में पहाड़ में. और फिर जब भी आती है मैं मैं जा रहा था वहाँ आती है तो वो disturb करती है आप अपने custody आप अपने custody battle के बारे में हमें कुछ बताएंगे क्योंकि typically हमने जो देखा है या हमने जो बात करी है ज़्यादातर जो है mother को preferential custody मिली जाती है the father has to pay maintenance and gets visitation rights आपको किस basis पे custody मिली थी आपके तीनों बच्चों की job और कितना मुश्किल था कितना मुश्किल था वो जब सामने देखा था कि मैं बच्चों का प्रवेश तीनों बच्चों का कस्टडी हम लेने के लिए तैयार थे उनका उनके एजुकेशन के प्रति हम कंसर्न थे और जब सामने मुझे मेरा जॉब का प्रोफाइल देखा बाकी बातें की क्या-क्या है प्रॉपर्टी वगैरह उसके बाद उन्होंने एक्सप्रेस में तीनों बच्चे का कस्टडी मुझे एक बच्ची को वो पढ़ाई में डिस्टर्ब करती रहती है जैसे आती है तो उसको फिर जाने नहीं देती है तो आप क्या भी लड़ रहे हैं कि उनके विजिटेशन राइट्स कैंसिल किए जाएं ये मुद्दा है नहीं नहीं जैसे मैं पुलिस में जाता हूं थाना में जाता हूं कि मेरे पास लीगल कस्टडी है बच्चे का मैं मेरे पास रहना है मदर को विजिटिंग राइट है लेकिन मदर के पास जाती है उसके बाद वो होल्ड कर लेती है एक-एक महीना तक उसका पढ़ाई प्रभावित होता है वहां मुझे कोई सपोर्ट ही नहीं मिल पाता मुझे समझ में नहीं आता कि मैं क्या करूं बच्चा को उतना समझ है नहीं अब मुझे क्या करना चाहिए वैसे सिचुएशन मुझे तो समझ में नहीं आता ही नहीं डिफाइंड है वेल डिफाइंड मेरा कस्टडी है कि तीनों बच्चा का देखवाल लालन पालन भरण पोषण का जिम्मेदारी मेरा है ठीक है ये तो हमने ये ठीक है थैंक यू थैंक यू वेरी मच आप आप हमारे साथ जुड़े आप आपने अपनी बात रखी undergoing problems even after he's gotten that custody with the mother of the kids. Uh, I think it's important, like I said at the very outset, to also listen to the side of the story of children and what they go through. And uh, I want to thank my colleague uh, and journalist with NDTV, Nantara, who's joining us on the show as well.
Uh, Nantara, thanks very much. Uh, you know, tell us anecdotally, you, you're someone who's actually been at the front and center of a custody battle. What is it like for children? What was it like for you? And, and what is the kind of institutional support that our law or our courts give to children like yourselves? Um, so, you know, luckily I was, uh, I was 13 when my parents got divorced and I was, uh, asked to, informally asked to choose which one I wanted to be with. And, um, you know, I, I was very lucky that the custody battle wasn't very bitter and, um, I, I got to stay with my preferred parent. But, um, I feel like, uh, it's very important to listen to what the child has to say, especially because, uh, you know, we were looking at some rulings when you we were making the show and, um, in one case, the court said that there is, there is a distinction between uh, what's good for the child and what the child wants. But I think, um, you know, of course, children below the age of six or seven, probably it would be hard to judge. But I think children at the very outset can understand, um, you know, where the nurture comes from, where the care comes from, what parent they trust. So I think um, that's very important. And I think it's also very important that parents don't make the custody battle about themselves and their problems in an ego trip because mm. at the end of the day there is a child involved so i think i mean i was lucky to go through what i went through and I, everything came out fine but i've heard horror stories where it's become um, uh, so you, it's were become asked, you were asked essentially to make a choice when you were 13 and your I was. choice was on an informal choice not in the court of law but an informal one and you know uh, luckily both my parents uh, my other parent was absolutely okay with that choice so your choice was on so my choice but that was isn't on. that isn't always the case let's get in both the legal voices on the show thanks nantara for joining us uh, malvika rajkotia if i can come to you first as someone who's who's really at the front and center of a lot of these these battles uh, uh, that you know that you see on a daily basis how much of this is actually about the children and what really happens to these children in terms of, you know, just providing them support? Are they just like caught in the crossfire, torn between both sides trying to sort of, you know, fight for this battle? What what really plays out and what are the institutional mechanisms that we have to support children who are going through custody battles? Right. So, I mean, the issue is obviously very, very complex. And so it would be difficult to do justice in just... Um, on a television debate, but certain things I do want to say is one is that welfare prevails over personal law. When you were going over the law, you said mm. that there's separate personal law for children. Mm. That's incorrect. Uh, notwithstanding whatever the personal law may be, it is welfare of the child which will prevail. Mm. And the question of maternal preference below the child of five, that also intuitively is the default position mm. because consistently in our traditional stereotypical um, families, which continue to be till date, mm. it is the mother who is the uh, primary caregiver. She mm. has birthed, she has nurtured. Even nowadays, if she has not birthed, it could be by surrogacy and so on. Mm. But all, notwithstanding, she is very clearly the primary caregiver. Right. So the important thing for the welfare is obviously continuance of caregiving, not to interrupt not to have drastic interruptions in change of atmosphere. Hmm. So abroad, for example, they've developed the concept of nesting, which means that the parent can leave the children in the house and the other parent steps in. Hmm. But that's an expensive proposition, obviously, which means that the parent have to have another house to go to and hmm. so on. Hmm. But this is what the, the reason why I'm citing it as an example is to say that it has been found to be for the welfare of the child. Hmm. Continuance has been the most important thing. Hmm. That's one part. The other part is, of course, the issue which uh, the young journalist talked about 
her, uh, uh, you know, being unfortunate, but yet fortunate in the sense that it resolved well with regard to custody. Hmm. And she says that child preference should be taken into consideration. Yes, Hmm. indeed, the voice of the child must be heard. Hmm. But it also needs to be remembered that it is again clinically found that children tend to mirror Hmm. the parent who has greater power or who have the, who they are scared of so, so uh, that is something that needs always to be taken into consideration what hmm. is the element of tutoring i've seen the most ghastly um uh, allegations being hmm. made by children hmm. uh, against mostly the fathers with regard to sexual abuse now that does not mean and i say that again please with care that mm. sexual abuse does not happen Absolutely. it happens more often than we would realize so but having said which we come to the next level which is indeed it is true that parents tend to make it about about themselves yes. and then it becomes therefore assertion of power over the children right but how do i round it up with just a minute more which is that very often fathers tend to fight very hard for custody and will suddenly say but i was so good and i used to bathe the child and i can cook a continental meal or some things they will say right. but very often they want access to the children and i'm not saying that's true of all fathers i mean we we know some magnificent fathers and i hope there are more the better ones and so on but the truth of it is that very often that bot- that battle needs to be viewed with skepticism yes. because it is about reducing child support payments right by saying that i will take custody. which is which is the case study that we actually began with the lady who's here from uttar pradesh it's it's, it's exactly that well, the father in just that completely case, in that denying case the father i mean no there the father just doesn't care i mean yes. it's a question no, of and abandonment also, and also completely also completely denying any kind of uh, you know help and support in this particular case but abha singh again i'll, no, I'll no, come back sorry, to you sorry 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 please let me make that they want custody to reduce payment to the wife right it's got nothing to do with the child okay yes of course so no, say, I, 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 I understood, understood your point i'll take custody but abha singh i want to ask you before mm-hmm. before i bring dr roma into the conversation <laughs> i want to ask you once again institutionally I mean what is the kind of support system that we can build in order for there to be a safe space for children because it's very rare that children are you know allowed to speak their mind it's it's very rare you know like like Malvika Rajkotia put it that there is there is an element of tutoring so it's a very complex issue but how do you ensure that institutionally there is some kind of a support mechanism for children who are going through this psychological warfare in the house See, uh, I mean, if you talk of the DV Act, it talks of protection officers. So mm. there is a provision of protection officers who are supposed to visit the homes because when a woman comes forward and says that there is domestic violence in the house and my children are seeing that I'm being beaten up and mm. the husband is violent, mm. so that it is the duty of the protection officer to visit the house and give a report. of mm. that matter to mm. the court mm. then of course that you have the maintenance you have under 125 crpc and then above all i think the biggest thing is ngos like priyas who are coming forward because you know as a lawyer what i have seen i've handled a lot of family court cases mm. biggest issue is finance these are housewives these are illiterate women or they don't have money they don't know how to go about the case mm. so the biggest role is that i think of the ngos that can come forward because government doesn't have the time you know like you may say there is the state uh, child rights commission 
or the National Commission for Child Rights. They yes. will only take up matters which the media has highlighted. But I have not seen any child commission coming forward and helping a child in distress. It's right. in fact the NGOs. So that is very important. The role of protection officer is very important. During COVID, so many women rang me up that uh, we are facing domestic violence. Please come. The husbands are violent, beating up children. Hindu. But it was difficult to hmm. even connect with the protection officers on the mobile because right. I have the time the phones were switched off. Right. So the state mechanism and NGOs together. But I was you listening know, to what Abha you were Singh, talking about. I, I, know, I know what you said about NGOs. And in fact, we have somebody who is who's played the role of a protection officer with us in the audience. And I want to go to her. But their their grudge, from what I understand, is that you can you can intervene in these cases, you can lend support. But what standing do you have in a court of law? Aapki, inke case mein, for instance, or any case, in court, who is listening to this court? No, we are dealing with about 2,000 cases in the past 5-6 years. But लेकिन कोर्ट तक बात सिर्फ विक्टिम ही पहुंचा सकते हैं exactly. कोई एविडेंस के तौर पे हमारे जो सोशल वर्कर हैं या काउंसलर्स हैं दे आर नॉट अलाउड इन द कोर्ट कि वो अपनी बात वहां पे कोर्ट में इनके पक्ष में रख सकें बिकॉज़ वी नो द एंटायर स्टोरी उनकी फैमिली आप हमें बताइए क्योंकि आप इतने सारे केसेस के साथ डील करते हैं आपकी बाकी की टीम भी यहां है आप लोग बच्चों के बारे में क्या देख रहे हैं बच्चों की इन केसेस में इन पर कुछ फोकस होता है इनको कुछ मदद मिलती है बच्चों से कोई बात करता है क्योंकि ज्यादातर फोकस जैसे आप भी कह रहे थे या तो औरत पे होता है क्योंकि वो डोमेस्टिक अब्यूज से सफर कर रहे हैं आप उनको लीगल सपोर्ट दे रहे हो उनको काउंसलिंग दे रहे हो बच्चों का क्या होता है इन केसेस में सारे इंतजामات के बाद भी अगर फाइनेंशियल सपोर्ट दे रहे हैं सारे तरीके के सपोर्ट एजुकेशनल सपोर्ट दे रहे हैं लेकिन फिर भी जो बच्चों का मेंटल एंड इमोशनल वेलबीइंग है वो बहुत हैंपर करता है वो जो पूरे पीरियड है लाइक सी टोल्ड अबाउट द एज 13 12 एंड दीस आर द एज द वेरी वेरी मच लाइक इनसेंसिटिव एंड वेरी डेलिकेटेड this period uh, must be there, uh, some kind of emotional and uh, like a well-being and support and mental and other things. Mm. Other things is more important than the financial and other support. Mm. Mm. But this is completely break between the family and the child. Right. But my, you know, that, uh, that's the problem. Dr. Roma, do you want to come in here? I know that we've got multiple multiple stakeholders and multiple voices on, on an issue and I keep yeah. trying to draw the attention back and put the focus on children. What are you seeing anecdotally as someone who's dealing with children in school? I mean, apart from schools, and these are a certain section of schools which are actually putting the focus on child counselling and speaking to children, we don't have any mechanism of institutional support for children, do we? I mean, there is no inner, inner custody battle apart from listening to the child's opinion in certain cases, as we've heard. There is really nobody who's talking to the child or putting the focus on child welfare. I completely agree with you. And, uh, you know, we don't allow the child to actually express hmm. what's going on in their minds. Hmm. And if we don't allow that, we're only pushing the child to only listen to the parent who's got the custody. Hmm. And the child has to please that parent because the child is feeling unsafe, insecure, and the child is only looking for his or her well-being. Uh, you know, both the parents are not understanding when the child goes to school, he or she is getting bullied. Everybody is asking. Where is your other parent? There's a parent-teacher meeting going on and the child is asked, where is your other parent? So this child feels uh, completely judged, is feeling sad and also is unable to tell the the parent who has the custody that I want to go and meet my other parent. Okay. And parents don't realize that the biological parent is always going to remain the biological parent. So why take away that parental support from the child? So I want to understand solutions. 
Uh, and I have very little time on on the show, so I'll very quickly come to I'll each of each of our panelists, and I'll give you. I'm afraid just thirty seconds. But early. what what is the solution? See, How the, do we put the focus on children? How do we better prepare our system to support the child? Them? The child's best interest should be served, and it can be served through the existing mechanism. There are two bodies I can think of in the legal setup. Number one is Commission for Child Rights. Hmm. I mean, there are state commissions and national commission for child rights. They have the legal authority to intervene in all the cases, including hmm. this case. They can go into it. Okay. Number one. Secondly, so they should lend some kind. They of should support. lend. I mean, okay. the family. It, it is all dealt with by the family court. Fine. So you family have counsellors who can go and speak no, to the family children court. Lend. Family court can take the assistance and the, the state commission for okay. child rights and second the child welfare committee. Okay. The child welfare committee has again the authority to look into the cases to help the child to prepare situation for the well-being of child in the given situation. Situation. Okay, but there is a gap. The gap is that ultimate decision about uh, the custody is taken by a court, a judge. Understood. Understood. Uh, Singh, what do you make of some of those suggestions? I mean, do you think this is practical? Do you think it's doable? Uh, what do you think needs to be done in order to put the focus on children and custody battles? There has to be accountability. Most of these appointees of child committees and child commissions are political appointees who have no idea, no knowledge or no way of handling with these children. So I think first you have to bring uh, bodies, uh, people who are focused and a timeline. If a child custody case is dragged for 10 years, the child doesn't even know where it has to go. Hmm. And I would only say one line which Supreme Court said in Neil Ratan Kundu case that custody is a human problem which must be solved with human touch. Hmm. So I think they should not become mechanical. Half the courts think that it's a mechanical issue. Hmm. Husband, wife ka jhagda and no. It hmm. is a humane hmm. issue with a humane touch that needs to be handled. I think that's so the very perception important. has to change. I think it's very important because you need to look beyond the profile. You need to look beyond the paper. And I think actually put the focus on what the child wants. Malvika Rajkotia, anecdotally, these are all things we've heard of. There are lots of suggestions that have been made. But practically, as someone who deals with these cases on a daily basis, how do you think we can actually help children in these situations better? How do you think we can do better? I think we'll need a better structure where we need um, some uh, highly skilled professionals to actually prepare a checklist of welfare. Mm. Otherwise, what is happening is that every judge looks to welfare from a personal perspective, which is a result of their socialization. So many of the judges will think, oh, my mm. God, this child is going to go to America. And so they equate opportunity with welfare whereas as another uh, panelist had said there is much more than just opportunity at that point of time educate there is about emotional sustenance which gets ignored hmm. so we need refined checklists which need to be uh, uh, analyzed separately and see where it leads you without a judge intuitively taking a position which could be emanating from a dislike of either parent. After all, we are human. We tend to be that. And what happens yes. most is I find that the parents end up getting scolded by judges to say, oh, my God, you're not thinking of the children. Okay. But the point is that we, they've come there because they can't do it. And the judge has to step in as a pa parent to the child, okay. which very often they end up not doing. Well, a lot has been said about what is a very complex issue and I'm afraid there's so much more that we still need to talk about but that's all the time we have on this edition of We The People. Thank you all very much, especially to our audience for joining us on this edition. Good night and thanks for watching.